Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I highlight the business side of art to help you reach more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creative freedom. (laughs) Enjoy the show. This week's episode features Ontario, Canada art educator, Brenda LaRose. We are taking a dive into Instagram Reels today as I chat with Brenda about her strategies for making video. One of my favorite subjects. (laughs) I first found her when I was scrolling through IG, just going, just wasting time. And after seeing a couple of her quirky Reels, I thought, all right, I'll follow. She seems pretty cool. (laughs) Then after seeing many more pop up consistently week after week and seeing the engagement she was getting with this strategy, I thought, all right, maybe I need to have a video chat with this woman to get her perspective on all this. And she particularly stood out to me because she's not a young tween or even a millennial. Rather, she's Generation X and you don't see many of those taking the time to learn video. She's definitely not the typical video maker that we see, like all the kids dancing and all that. No, Brenda has some very helpful tips for you about how to make videos and get views. So I'll just let her explain. So let me know what you think of this week's episode featuring Brenda LaRose. Welcome, Brenda. If you could start us off by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about how you got into the arts, please. Okay, thanks. So my name is Brenda LaRose and I'm a landscape artist. I live in Ontario, Canada. And I got into the arts back when I was about 26. I did not take art in school and because I grew on a farm and we were way out in the country and I went to a small school that had, I think in our high school, there was less than 500 people. Like it was really, really small. And so they didn't even have art classes. Like it was that small. So I didn't even have the opportunities for that. And when I went to college, I was uh, thinking very practical. And so I went through for business thinking that I would be able to get a good job and make some money doing that. But what ended up happening was my mother-in-law took some art classes and then I saw what she was doing and I'm like, oh, wow, I like that. Like, And I've always loved doing crafts when I was growing up. So when I saw this stuff that she was doing, I wanted to know more about it. And then I started taking classes and learning about it. And within six months of starting to learn about it and sort of take a few classes, I started teaching myself because I was based and I was basically just one step ahead of my students was basically go and learn it and then teach it to somebody else. And then I basically turned that into a part-time business while I was home with my kids. And I had classes in my basement of my house. And when my kids, my, my youngest, I have two, and when my youngest went to school full-time, I was looking around to expand my business and perhaps get a bigger house with a bigger basement or a better location or something like that. And a friend stepped up and said, hey, why don't we open up a shop together? And it was kind of like 
perfect timing and she just and we really clicked and so we decided to open up a retail art supply shop in our little town which is probably a crazy idea and then and we had a studio in the back that would hold up to 18 students at a time so we could teach a lot of people at one time really at that time 18 was a pretty large class to be able to manage so we ran that for about nine years and at, then at that point, I needed to make more money because that was not bringing in the amount of income that I needed in order to support my kids going to university or post-secondary. So, and I think partly, I don't think at that point in my life, I really believed in myself that I could make a full-time living from my art. And of course, we didn't have the internet like what we have now. This is 15 years ago. So I went off to work in an office doing some an admin job and realized that I missed the teaching. So I went to get an, an adult ed education certificate. And I subsequently got certified as a training and development professional, went and got my life coaching certification and became a distinguished Toastmaster, sort of over the years, just learning and learning as much as I could about what I would need in order to have a business where I would be presenting and I would be teaching and also coaching because I really love the idea of helping other people learn what I have had learned along the way. And especially as a life coach, because that's when I kind of like the, the lights kind of really went on that, oh my God, if I believe in myself, I, I can do anything. And so that was kind of like the big light bulb moment for me when I kind of realized that. And so now I'm, you know, determined that I'm going to teach other people that same thing and encourage them and help them to get over their struggles and their blocks in order to create their own business doing art full time if that's what they want to do. Yeah, I love all of that. And you're completely right. I had that realization not long ago, and maybe a couple, a couple years ago that wow, like you could literally do anything you want to do what it just takes some hard work and some smarts and just moving in the right direction and eventually it'll happen <laughs> I love that for you so what does a day in the life look like right now so you have some different programs and whatnot too you you kind of do similar what I do which is why I think I was drawn to you so right now I'm still using my nine to five job as a as my patron if you will so that's kind of helping to support me get um, started but with the art business it's basically every day is a different thing like I've got stuff that I'm creating for social media. So on the weekends, typically, I will sit down and prepare my reels. Like during the week, I might be going through reels and making notes of the ones that I might want to use for art, because I always like to kind of try and put an art spin on some of the trending reels. So I'll batch them all and put them all do film a whole bunch, like maybe six or seven even at a time. So that when I want to feed them out during the week, I can just add my text for whatever topic I kind of want to emphasize. And then I'll, 
I'll, then I don't have to do that kind of recording and the editing and the text and the captions and everything all at one time because they kind of are different skill sets. So it's better if you can batch. And I mean, us artists, that's what we do too with batching. You'll prime a whole whack of canvases at the same time. And then if you have a whole bunch in the same series, you'll use the same palette and do some on a bunch of paintings at the same time. So it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So your videos are how I initially found you. So what made you want to try to start doing video? Well, I was getting onto Instagram and trying to figure out how to reach people and serve people. So at first I started doing time lapses because I thought, well, that's a great way to kind of show people how I create. And it's great for artists because they can kind of get a sense of what the steps are. And it's also great for people who are interested in buying my art because they can kind of see what goes into the creation of the art. And and then the more I was on Instagram, the more I saw the reels. And I think it was probably around, that's when Instagram really started pushing the reels because they were kind of competing with TikTok, I think. And so they were yeah. really pushing the reels out to a much larger audience. And at that time, I only had a really small audience, like maybe 300, 400 people. I had a very small audience. And then in April this year, I was doing another course with someone and a lot of what the courses that I'm taking, a lot of the stuff that we talk about is taking action, right? Like it doesn't, it can be messy action, but just take one step and see what happens. And you uh, consider it like an experiment. Okay, what happens if I do this? And okay, let's try that. And oh, okay, I've seen somebody do that and it worked for them. I'm going to try that too. And so then I just kind of started trying other kinds of video other than time lapses. And I was really enjoying the reels and the trending reels. And I thought, oh my God, these are so fun. And you're getting the education and you're getting the information, but they're presenting it in such a fun way that it made it, it didn't feel like it was learning. So that, I, that really appealed to me. So I thought, well, you know what, I could probably take some of the stuff that I'm wanting to teach and some of the stuff that would appeal to artists specifically, because that I realized who I really was wanting to target with my with Instagram. And so I really kind of was thinking about what kind of problems can I solve for artists? Or how can I entertain artists? Because we all kind of have similar problems that we're dealing with. And sometimes it's just kind of easy to laugh about it. Sometimes it can be kind of hard. You have hard days, and it's not easy all the time. So it's great to just have a little bit of fun. Yeah, yeah, I love all of that. Yeah. And that's how it started with me too. that I did time lapses. And then you just start doing a little bit more and a little bit more. And it's exactly as you said, you just start with baby steps and like, just try little things here and there. And yeah, real. So what kind of growth have you experienced? You said you really kind of more so started taking it a bit more seriously in April of this year? Yeah, yeah. So in April, I really started 
uh, posting more regularly and doing more reels and more of the started experimenting with the trending reels and the voice over kind of reels and stuff like that. And then I had one that went like viral for me, which was like, I think the first one that I had that really kind of shocked me went I got 10,000 views and I'm like oh oh my god and then I got one not long after that that got like 450,000 views and so I was just like how is this even possible and so that really was encouraging to me and I thought well it's obviously being pushed out there to other artists who might be interested in this kind of content. So then it's, oh, okay, I got to come up with more. And it just kind of really spurred me on. So from April of this year, where I started in around three or 400 people uh, or followers, I'm now up over 13,000 followers just in six months. So that's yeah. amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> that's that you gained over 10,000 followers in six months. Like that's, yeah. That is insane. Like that just shows the power of reels and the power of, of video. It's And I just love it too because a lot of people will shy away from reels, especially if they're not a teenager. And so it really, it, you just stood out to me because you're not a teenager and you're nope. still doing the things. Yeah. And you're, yep. you're still doing it though. And I get a lot of pushback from people who are older than I am about, no, it's new. And, and so when I saw you, I was like, oof she gets it and she's you're doing yeah. well so the technology a bit hard for you to to get a catch into or what was the biggest or the hardest thing for you when getting on reels I think yeah originally it was the technology but I'm the kind of person that if I don't know something I don't have a problem going to google and okay, how the heck do I do this? And then watch a YouTube video on it or watch other Reels experts. Like I follow people who are Reels experts now and they actually have like tutorial Reels that they do where they say, okay, you want to re recreate this Reel? Here's how you do it. Step one, two, three, four. And it's, okay, I like this. This is great. So a lot of that is what's helped me figure out how to do how to put the text on and how to make it appear and disappear and how to you know do different things like that and then also think learning about strategy of okay when you for instance when you post a reel okay you gotta then now post it to your story as well and get some engagement going that way and so a lot of that kind of stuff I've learned and picked up from these experts on Instagram. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I love how you use Google because I think that just kind of goes over people's, are we just like, it's so there, like we're, we're so used to having Google that we don't even think to use it. There's so many times where I'm like, especially with YouTube, actually when I'm, so I'm currently writing a book and I was like, I don't know what to do. So I, even when I'm on these sites, I'm like, how do you do that? How do you format a cover page? I don't know. I'll literally go to YouTube and be like, how to format a cover page on KDP. <laughs> and somebody has done it. <laughs> like, exactly. This is great. So I love that. <laughs> I love that you are using, utilizing those. And I think, yeah, just, so, so many people just don't 
or they forget to do that. So you mentioned about batching your reels and I love that idea because it's, we don't always look all done up every day, right? So just like picking a day where you look really <laughs> yeah. good or whatever and can sit down and do it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and you make up to six or seven. So do you save these reels throughout the week that be like, Oh, like th this is what I might try. Or do you put it in the, your notes or be like, maybe I'll try something like this. Or like, how do you do this? Okay. So throughout the week when I'm doing sort of some Instagram engagement and chatting, checking, checking my feed and checking comments and all that kind of stuff in the mornings while I'm having my coffee, then if I see a reel that I like, then I will copy the link for it and paste it into my notes and type in a few notes, like maybe the, what the, what the script is or how I would use it or whatever. So that then I'll remember, it'll tweak my memory. And then I just, I have a whole list of them in there. And then when I'm ready to create the reels, I grab my camera, my tripod, I've got my lights all set up in my studio. And I grab five or six changes of shirts and and then I will go down and I'll just start filming them. And what I do is I use the timer button because and I set my timer and what you can do when you set the timer is you set it for say three seconds or 10 seconds. And before you hit set timer, it goes through the audio over and over and over. So I kind of practice it in my mind with the audio going through my mind. And then when I'm ready, I'll press set timer and I will, and I'll play it and practice it a few times. Some I can do in two or three takes. Some of them that are a little bit longer and more involved, maybe they take me 10 takes. So, and I'm not a perfectionist about it, but I do like it when lip syncing is pretty close and accurate. A reel where the speaking is uh, really fast. Sometimes I'll even use the two times speed and then it kind of slows down the audio. And so when you're speaking and trying to do the lip syncing, you don't have to try to keep up. <laughs> so then it looks a little bit different in the final reel and if you know it you know why because I've seen other ones I'm like oh, okay they use the the two times the speed but sometimes it actually makes it look better it looks more funny if it's kind of, if it looks like you're talking really fast like this so so that's kind of my the way I do it and I just I'll film one I'll save it to drafts I don't worry about the captions I don't worry about the text on the screen or anything just save it to my drafts and then switch my outfits and then move on to the next one so okay nuts. awesome okay so you can go in you can so you, can you update the text on the screen after you saved it to drafts yeah yeah you just click okay. you go into your drafts and you tap on the one that you want to edit and there'll be an edit button and that'll take you right back to the video now and then you can just add in your text and whatever you want to add in your gifts your anything that you want to add onto the screen you can add and then you can adjust how long it is going to stay on the screen by tapping on the little there's a little image at the bottom 
that sort of shows you that the start of that text and you tap on it and then you can see how long it's going to play for in the bottom. And then you can kind of just adjust that as you like and play with it. So perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, okay. I, I didn't even, I didn't even know that if you saved one to your drafts, you could go back in and do it. So that's good to know because I yeah. thought that when I saved it to drafts, it was just like done and I couldn't mess with it anymore. But I too, yeah. I just figured out how, when you're putting on the text on the screen, how you can adjust the timing. And I think it's one of the easiest platforms to do that on. I know on TikTok, I feel like it's just a little bit more jumbled and, but on reels, I think it's really easy. So another thing that I took from yeah. is you actually make the video on, on Instagram, right? So you don't yep. like film it on your camera and then upload it. You make it on Instagram. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's those other video platforms. I just feel like, okay, you know what? I've figured out Instagram. I figured out reels. I figured out how to do the video on there. So like, I'm good. I'm even like kind of experimenting with some of the filters and stuff and having fun with those. And I just figure the people that are watching my reels, they're not so much concerned about the video being like beautiful and everything. Like my background is all messy because it's an art studio. Like I don't have the perfect background like they talk about and stuff. So that you should have, which is, it's me. That's me. That's me in my studio. So, and that's what I'm presenting to everybody. And I just find that Instagram has everything you need right in the app. So everything I need anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love that. So I do it outside of reels, but that's only because I started with TikTok and I didn't like it in TikTok. And so, mm -hmm. but so, but it just shows you that you can do it in any way. And it, platforms like that are made to make videos and edit them in the platform. I just don't, I don't use it, but many people do. And so just if anybody's listening, that's definitely a good option. You also said that you change shirts. You have, you have some, some yeah. different shirts. I love that because I do that as well. <laughs> if there's a couple videos that I want to make during the day, I'll like just change from like a black shirt to a white shirt or something, or like a yeah. pink shirt to a light pink shirt. Or, and so I love that. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Because then it looks doesn't look like you created them all at once, right? It looks like you did them on different days. Yeah. <laughs> hey there, the show's not over yet. But if you're enjoying this episode so far and getting inspired and soaking up all the business tips, then I want to invite you to this brand new thing we just created, the Artist Academy Advanced Podcast. Ooh, yep, it's a podcast just like this one, but better. It's one where I don't hold anything back and give you all of the tips to growing an audience, gaining more customers, making money, murals, all of the things. So what I've done is I've turned almost all of the weekly Artist Academy advanced membership content from almost three years of exclusive weekly lessons and put them into easily digestible audio format via a podcast for our members. You can plug in while you paint and 90% of the content is juicy solo episodes where I break down exactly how I make money with murals and prints 
and literally everything. I'm an open book in this. It's there just waiting for you to dive in. So just go to artistacademy.co. That's artistacademy.co to apply and uplevel your art business. It's time. Yeah, I love that. And so like, <laughs> which is great for if anybody's like watching or anybody wants to buy your art or whatnot. But for us behind the scenes, now it's not like we're sitting down every day and doing one, <laughs> one of these. It's just, I, I agree that batch recording is so much easier because then you can just focus on painting and then focus mm -hmm. on something else <laughs> the, yeah. the rest of the week. And I do the same thing you do as well. I make notes and in, in my notes, I'm like, do the TikTok that or the reels or whatever that's saying something about blah, blah, blah. And then all yeah. I have a whole notes thing. And but, but my thing is I will often forget about it. And it's hard for me to go and make myself do these because I'll think it's a good idea. Like right now, oh, I should do that. And I'm like, I'll do that later. And then I just don't get to it later. So I love that you are not like me and you actually yeah. do that. You do it and you sit down and do it. So it's very inspiring. Yeah, I just find that when I start running out of reels, it's okay, I got to get back down there and make some more. So I did, and then I just kind of start, I'll go through my reels and make comments. If I haven't made comments on them enough, then it's maybe I have a strategy for the week where I'm going to talk about coaching, or I'm going to talk about mindset, or I'm going to talk about artist problems and things that artists encounter in their studio or stuff like that so then I just kind of try to think about that and make some comments about that as to how I might use the reel yeah yeah and because it's perfect. all on yeah and because uh, it's all on my phone like I don't even have to have my computer there I just have my phone and I can look stuff up it's okay all right this is the one I want and then do it and it's yeah it's great <laughs> do you primarily post reels now or do you kind of mix it in with some video or some photos? I mostly, I would say probably 80% of what I'm posting now is reels, especially just in the last few weeks, I've been posting a lot of reels just because I haven't had time to post to create a lot of the content. I've done sort of a few carousels with some good content and whatnot. But and I've also it's kind of also busy time with trying to get ready for shows and all of that kind of stuff. So it's, uh, it's kind of a busy time for all of that. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. And again, I'm the same way. I'd say about 80% <laughs> about stuff that I post are reels because I just find that they get the most engagement, especially in the long run. I find if I like post something one day and then people are still liking my reels from months ago and I'm like, yes. man, it's still work. Is that the same with you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's reels that I posted like months ago and I'll still get somebody commenting. Oh, my God, this is so me. Like, oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Much more so than with the content with the content. Yeah. 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 So you got that initial first 10,000 view one and then like almost half a million view one. What are your views like on, on the regular? Because I'd say my views on the regular lately are probably... I don't know. Okay. And then I'll have one that does really well. And then it'll be like some that do okay. And then I'll have one that does really well. And then I'll have some that do okay. It just, it's not like they're not all amazing all the time. So yeah. what, what's your engagement like? Yeah, it's spot on. That's what I get to. And I found that in the last month, actually, that 
the views have actually gone down. It feels like in they're sitting a lot more regularly, like lower. So I'm not sure why that is. But yeah, and then every once in a while, you get one that, you know, goes really popular. And people are people love it. And they're sharing it. And I do find that if, if you post a call to action in the comments or in the captions on, or the text on the screen, if you say share, share to an artist friend, if you like it or comment this or comment that. So that kind of engagement where you're asking them to engage, that kind of helps to drive up the views as well. Okay. Okay. So getting them to comment is so like, if, if a lot of people are commenting on your reels, you, that, that's your gauge of, okay, this one's doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've also discovered that when you put your reel into stories to get lots of engagement, you put a question sticker or a poll or something like that on your on the story of your reel and you don't cover up the reel with that big new reel button so, like and that's that that's what i used to do at the beginning too because i thought oh i want them to go to my page i want them to go to the reel and look at it on my page but it's like who cares like they're watching it it counts the same if they're watching it on my stories as if they're watching it on my page so i found out that it's better if you just leave it so people can watch it but put a comment sticker on or a poll or a question or something that they can interact with and then you get a lot of interaction on your on your story and then you can start some engagement with them and get into dms with them and stuff like that so that's oh, been really helpful that's really helpful. perfect okay so as soon as you as soon as everybody posts a reel immediately share it to their story and then put some yeah. kind of interactive poll comment here something there ah oh, that's genius i love yeah. it Ask a question, poll, do a survey of a multiple choice question thing or whatever you can. Even just the slider with the heart. And sometimes I'll even change the slider to something different than the face with the two little hearts for eyes. Like I'll, you can change up that slider. Oh, I didn't know that. Emoticon. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes. Do you, you just tap on it, I imagine? Yeah, or? you tap okay. on it and then it brings up all kinds of different emoticons you can use. Like you could use the palette or you could use your thumbs up or anything like that. Okay. Uh, so Kelly yeah. has a question. She says, what's an example of a question that you would ask? So just recently I did one about my messy studio because I hate cleaning my studio. <laughs> and so you can say, do you how do you feel about this? Do you have a, do you have a clean studio? Do you like to clean or do you, are you messy? And so lots of engagement when they're voting yes or no. Yes, I'm a clean freak. No, I'm kind of messy. I'd rather paint. So was lots of engagement on that. That's okay. the kind of thing you can do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. We also had a, a question or a comment back up a little bit that I meant to say, but we had a question about somebody said, okay, great. They're, they said that I'm going to go to your guys's reels and I'm just going to see what you're doing and I'm going to copy it in my own way. Is that okay? And so, yes, I say yes. 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's what I did was I, went, I copied somebody else's reel and did it my way. And even if you tried your darndest to copy it exactly the way I did you will not be able to do it you'll have your own spin on it you'll say things in your own way you'll have your own little mannerisms so 
I think it's great. I completely agree. And I love that things like TikTok and Reels are more, they're, it's basically promoting copying. So that's what it's doing. And I'm totally for it because I don't really think of it as copying. I think of it as I'm inspiring you or you're inspiring me. And you're just, you're like, okay, great. I want to try that too. It's like seeing somebody wear a really good, cute outfit. And you're like, where did you get that? I want to buy that too. Same thing. Exactly. And I think in the yeah. art world, people are like, she copied me. Oh my gosh, it's the worst and I'm like, I just wish people would kind of reframe their thinking around that a little bit. There, there's a time and a place, but I think this is a really yeah. great uh, way for people to do it. Yeah, because a lot of the times we don't create the original sound either. <laughs> We're just copying no. someone else. <laughs> well, and the, the thing that gets me about artists who say, well, you can't copy somebody else because then you're not a real artist. And I'm thinking, well... What about singers who sing other people's songs that they did not write? They did not write the song, but they sing it. Or maybe it's even somebody else's song that they recorded, but they're singing it like a cover band or something. Like, does that mean they're not a real singer? Just because you create something that looks like a group of seven because you're inspired by that doesn't mean you're not a real artist. Just because you use a pattern for something does not mean you're not a real artist. Just because you do something similar to somebody else does not mean you're not a real artist. And I don't know where people have gotten these ideas. Yeah, that's I so really true. I really don't. It's like, I, I know, so I've done a lot of street art, but butterfly wings in the past, and I've seen a lot of copies from it from all over the United States. And as much as they try, it's never the same. Just like you said, they can try and try, but it's a slightly different shape. Or even if they're trying to make it the same colors, it's slightly different and it's blended yeah. differently. And it's just, it's just different. And you're, yeah, all of your videos are going to be different than mine. Like even the backdrops, like there's no way we could both have the same backdrop. <laughs> but one thing Unless that it's I, a white wall. Exactly. Which is kind of boring, but yeah. yeah. And although one thing, one tip that I want to add in to this is lighting. Lighting is a huge thing for me. If it's like just overall dark or at least like the person's face isn't lit up, I'll immediately just go out. I'm like, I don't know. I, that's just not yeah. pleasing for me. So what kind of lighting do you use? So I have a small ring light that I bought a while back that I kind of just started with and I'm kind of feeling like I need to get a little bit bigger one. And then I have some daylight kind of lighting as well, like ot lights that kind of give me lighting as well. And because I use that in my art studio because I'm in the basement. So I don't have the big, bright, beautiful windows for the natural light. So I have to create it with the ot lights. Yeah, so yeah, but, kind of but it's totally possible. I know I had a studio that had one window in it before and I had lights on the ceiling that I added and then big like camera lighting that I added and then a ring light that I added. So <laughs> I'm just like you. Yeah, it's just lighting is just so yeah. great. But. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be that expensive. Like no. you could probably get like the lighting that you need for less than a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. Just few lights and... Yeah, uh, you need a tripod for your camera. Yeah, and it's totally worth the investment. Like things, like you'll make it back. It just takes. That's what I tell people all the time too. It takes one reel for one person to see it, and it doesn't even need to be like a reel that goes viral. It could be one that you know did okay, or one that's doing 
you know, pretty good, but it just takes one person to see that reel for you to get a new customer. And it mm -hmm. also just takes one reel for your whole account to take off. We had, we have a student, Austin, he's down in Florida and he was trying on TikTok and doing the, uh, the trending videos for, I want to say over a year to build his TikTok. And he was just really, really diligent with it, just trying new things and was really trying hard. And he ended up building it up to about 50,000 followers, which is great. But then he tried wood burning, which he, he was painting and he was doing all the, all these different stuff with markers. And he was like, I'll try wood burning. And then this first, one of his first wood burning videos went viral. And then he did a couple more just like it, viral, viral, viral. And now he's up to over wow. 300,000 followers <laughs> on TikTok. This kid was trying it at it for over a year. And you, he was learning new things as he went and figuring out like what trends to do and just all the things. And it just yeah. takes that one to, to go. And then you're getting orders like crazy. Yeah. And I think that really emphasizes the a couple of things. Number one is like the growth mindset of trying different things and learning from them and saying, oh, okay, well, that didn't work. So how about I try this and just trying different things to try and get where you want to go. And then also like persisting and being consistent, right? Like consistency as far as like posting fairly regularly and keeping it up, even if maybe you're not getting as much engagement or as many followers as you would like because I was on Instagram for months before I started doing reels and I wasn't like I was maybe getting five new followers a week <laughs> so so it was really growing slow and then when I started doing reels and being consistent with it and realizing who my target market was as well that kind of helped as well. So because I found that the people who were on Instagram were there was a lot of artists because it's a visual platform and artists love watching video and watching other people paint. And there's actually a lot of people who just like to watch art because they find it relaxing. <laughs> it's like a whole thing. Like people just watch art videos because they find it relaxing. So that's another avenue as well. Yeah, so true. Yeah, consistency and just the whole bit. Yeah, I, I think reels are a really good idea for yeah. growing <laughs> your art business. I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah, and I just love that you're a product of that. And I love to use you as an example of that. And I hope that this inspires somebody who's listening to it to just try their first yeah. reel or if they have tried a couple and it's not doing as well as I thought, maybe just keep trying it and just keep doing the things because eventually it'll pay off. Yeah. For sure. If you try hard, like eventually it's going to work. Yeah. And I think that people need to, you know, set their expectations at a certain level too, because you don't expect when you do your very first painting or anything that you do the first time that it's going to be like, Oh, <laughs> it's not going to be perfect or something amazing. Like let your first few reels be kind of sucky. Like just try it, just post it and just put it out there because you're going to learn from each one. You're going to say, oh, okay, well, I'm going to do this different next time. And I'm going to do this different next time. And oh, I got people were commenting on that. I didn't expect that. So maybe I'll do more of that. So it's all part of the learning and you have to just allow yourself to not be 
the best reels presenter ever on Instagram right from the get-go because nobody is. Yeah, yeah, so true. If you scroll back to the very first podcast episode, it's, it's not as good. <laughs> Look, <laughs> you're just going to put stuff out there. Um, and That's then, right. Yeah, and then you grow. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is a really great reminder of just try new things and just the process of that. Do you have anything else that you want to add uh, before we close this up? I don't think so. I think that was the main thing that I wanted to talk about was having a growth mindset when it comes to reels, the same as what you would have with painting. Go back and look at your product that you've created and do some analysis right what went well what could I improve on don't be too hard on yourself be kind think about a couple of things that you could do differently for the next one okay maybe I need to do put my lighting differently or maybe I need to move the camera so that it's sitting in a better spot and that all of those different kinds of things just kind of pick one or two things to do differently the next time and eventually with those baby steps then you'll get better and you'll improve yeah i love that yeah that's totally true and we had mentioned that reels are the views are kind of down lately but that's not going to stop me from from posting like i even with them down they're still getting more engagement most of the time than photos, than long form videos, than anything else. So I feel like we kind of just get spoiled because in the beginning of something, it's like they're pushing it out a lot and there's not a lot of people on it. Well, now there's a lot more people on it. And I think it just pushes us to be even that much better at making them and being that much more, you know, eye catching and keep drawing people's attention. But you can't do that unless you start. (laughs) And that's right. Just practice at it and it kind of pushes you to be more creative too you think okay what can I do that's really going to catch people's attention and then I'll start researching about okay how do you catch somebody's attention when you're doing a reel and oh you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that oh you can do this or this and oh okay I'm gonna try one of those and oh and then away I go so that's it's all about that right yeah learning yep so true Yep. Well, thank you so much for coming on to talk about my favorite subject, really. This is <laughs> videos and reels, and I'm so happy for your success and seeing how much you've grown. And I think that uh, you're really a big inspiration for anybody who is wanting to try out reels and just to show that you can do it at any age <laughs> and yep, you can be successful age. with it at any any kind of content. And yeah, so thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me. <laughs> thank you. It was delightful. Yeah. Okay. Well, I uh, actually, could you let them know what is your Instagram handle? What is your website? How can people find you to watch your reels? So my Instagram handle is Brenda LaRose underscore art. And I have a website, brendalarose.com. So pretty simple. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. Well, I will be watching you on. I'll be watching you. (laughs) I'll be keeping in touch on Instagram. Thank you so much. Have a great day. (laughs) Take care. Thanks. I hope you have enjoyed yet another episode of the Artist Academy podcast. But before I let you go, I just want to remind you that in the advanced group, we are right in the middle of our fourth quarter success plan. We do this every year to help you navigate through every artist's most profitable time of year. 
the holiday season. Now is the time to take your art business seriously. And if you need a little help with that, I want to invite you to join us for only $32 a month, very affordable. You'll get the exact fourth quarter game plan that I use to maximize profits during this very profitable time of year. And you're gonna be going through it right along with me. We're gonna do it together. <laughs> and if you feel like you're lacking motivation or just a general direction of where to go and what to do, just know that I have your back because I've been there and I know what works and I'm giving you the game plan. And if you're trying to figure out prints, shipping, finding new customers, all the things, I have exactly what you need. Just go to artistacademy.co. That's artistacademy.co to apply. And if you like this episode or any past episodes, can you pretty please go leave a review? It really helps. And if you screenshot that review and send it to me, I will first say thank you. And I will also shout you out on my Instagram of over 70k viewers. Help me help you. Thank you so much. And I will see you next week.